The last time you told us the Richie recap was going to be short, you also said, quick question, the Richie recap is going to be short. <laughs> Which again, it wasn't a question. <laughs> Not a question, just a statement. <laughs> quick question, Matt, shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you found your intro tag. <laughs> Welcome back from a long hiatus to Brain Scramblies, your favorite What We Do in the Shadows rewatch podcast. I'm Claire. I'm Carson. I'm Richie. I'm Matt. And today, or about a month ago for some of us, we have watched season one, episode eight of What We Do in the Shadows entitled Citizenship. And before we get to our stellar Richie recap, we have a couple of shout outs for listeners who have emailed us. I'm going to give a shout outs to Barbara, Lou, and Sean. We very much appreciate yeah. the fan mail. Uh, we will give you a shout out if you email us. Our email is brainscramblingspod at gmail.com. Send us whatever you would like. It could be random thoughts. It could be fan art. It could Beautiful be- Beautiful artwork. Yeah. Who's the person be... who drew us? Yeah, it, it was it was great. So yeah. please email I really, us. I really like the person who drew us sitting around a table and then just drew glasses on me because that's all they know. <laughs> <laughs> also, we do not record in person, though I wish we did. So we are all just yeah. on a Zoom call, but I like this little fantasy artwork. Yeah, God, I wish. So with that preamble, shall we go into the Richie recap? Richie? R- Richie recap. Let's get Richie the recap. I can hear it. <laughs> For the first time ever, Richie can hear it. Goodness. Do you guys know how like Mr. Beast is in a video where he like cured like blindness for like a thousand people? I feel like one yeah. of those people. I just heard the Richie. Re- <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not. Whoa. I just heard the Richie recap. <laughs> oh my god. Just a Richie recap for this episode. So this episode basically has two storylines kind of coinciding with one each one another. Uh, one of them focuses on Nandor, and one of them focuses on Laszlo. Oh, not Laszlo. On Nadja. Excuse me. Uh, for the Nandor kind of storyline, this is about him realizing that his country no longer exists, so he wants to gain U.S. citizenship. Uh, for Nadja's side, Nadja once again checks back with Jenna, the girl who she turned into a vampire, and tries to help her find her way in her journey to becoming a fully materialized vampire. And that is the concise, short, and sweet Richie recap. Whoa! Wow. Uh, for listener context, during that segment, Richie was wearing a chef hat on his head. <laughs> this is true. Boy, happened. looking like Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> Just <laughs> like Ratatouille. We. Uh, and for for, for thank you for further listener context, I I'm pretty sure I watched this episode about a month ago, and I frankly do not remember what happened, but I have my notes, so we're gonna try to dissect it. I watched this episode about two days ago, and I was not in the correct mental state, and I do not remember anything that happened in this episode. Not in the correct mental state? Are you okay? I watched this episode 20 minutes ago. Fun. So. Oh, so you've got, you got it the freshest. <laughs> All right, well. Oh, so, Rich, Rich, you're going to have to carry us here. would not expect that, Carson. <laughs> yes. I, still, I still remember a lot of my notes, honestly, even though it was such a short time okay. ago. My first note is flexitarian. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yes yeah. uh jenna's a flexitarian but yeah then she... we start we start with jenna who is turning into a vampire in her staten island community college dorm room i quite liked this little scene it was it was clever the way that they like had her figure it out and she's like waving in the mirror but like 
her apparition was like staring back at her. It was funny. I liked it. Also, her poor roommate. Oh, when she was just floating in the middle yeah, of Yeah, her poor roommate <laughs> is enduring this. And then Jenna wants to murder her. Like, really, we have to feel bad for the, the real true victims of this story. Yeah. I. <laughs> My favorite was the the cross. When when they, they showed the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the book over the cross. Yeah, and Michelangelo. Just, like, flies back in her seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bring up the roommate thing. Because, like, when they were showing her kind of transformation, her, like, realizing that something's up, her roommate was also, like, recording the video, clearly, like, noticing that something's not right. And that made me think about later into the show when Guillermo kind of uh, accidentally finds his way into a group of vampire hunters and her roommate is among those vampires. Yes. Vampire hunters. And she's like, (laughs) yeah, like they did things to my roommate and she just got really sick and strange. And it's like, oh, I'm like seeing that process play out right now. So I thought that was a little little thing thing. It's a good callback. But Jenna kind of disappears, though, like after a while, after season one. She I guess, literally like, Beanie disappears. Feldstein, yeah, she literally turns invisible. But I guess Beanie, Beanie Feldstein, Feldstein was just like doing other too, things. She was smart out. Yeah. Who, who was it Ooh, that... Funny girl. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> um, who who was it that uh, had the, the fan theory that she's been living in the house the whole time, but oh, invisible? Yeah, just invisible. Yeah. Wasn't that, that was something amazing. I saw on Twitter or something? I saw that on Reddit for sure. Yeah, on Reddit. I like, I like that one because it's... You can't disprove it. Yeah. No. She's been stealing food this whole time. Mm-hmm. I have a meta photography question. Okay. If they're vampires and they don't show up in mirrors, cameras sometimes use mirrors, correct, man? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. So, like... And not how you're thinking. Oh, okay, never mind that. I'm wrong. So, the reason... Claire, I think you've mentioned this before. The reason that vampires don't show up in mirrors is that they originally used to be silver-backed. Mm-hmm. Which is also a process that was in photography, among other things that they like came up with. The vampires wouldn't show up in, in photographs, but we're in the digital age now, and not only is that mirror not silver backed because that's not how <laughs> they make mirrors anymore, so I call bullshit. Oh. But but uh, the camera, the digital cameras can pick them up because they use helium sensors. That's your fun photography fact of the day. We should make a fun photography or- fact of the day is that if you're using a like a filming camera, like. You don't have to, the mirror is not doing anything. It's gonna be fun. What is that? Wait, what do you mean? I'm gonna cut this out. It's not that cars are just for your edification. <laughs> the mirror in a camera, a DSLR camera, uses the mirror to reflect the light back up into the prism that you then see through. But when you take the photo, the mirror flips up and the sensor is revealed. That is fascinating. You should leave that in. It's good content. For the listener's education. Uh, the next note that I have, I guess after that scene. Again, I don't super remember, but I Colin has a new cologne that I think he entitles Mr. Hijinks, and he has an exchange that he says, I found it in the bathroom at work, and then I think Laszlo says, why would you use a cologne, and Colin says, to annoy you. Nah. <laughs> I just really it, thought that was good. It is my favorite line in the episode, because Laszlo then just goes, fair enough, like, fair no, play. touche, yeah. yeah exactly. Man's gotta eat. Really I think good. there are quite a few one-liners in this episode that are, like, A+. plus. They're getting very quippy. I yeah. find myself laughing a lot. And again, I don't know if it was my mental state when I watched this episode. Oh, okay, Carson, what? what's your mental state? Are you I was okay? just exhausted. It was like 1130 oh, okay. and I was like, I got to watch this episode. And I did. And now I remember. By the lengths we go to for this podcast. We sacrifice more than people understand. That's why we took a month off. A month and a half off. <laughs> After seven episodes. After seven episodes. 
We needed a break, people. We were tired. I also wrote, I don't know what this was apropos of, but I thought it was funny. I I wrote, Nandor minding common courtesy. This is clearly season one. Yeah. Oh, he like calls the meeting, the house meeting. Oh, yeah. He really just doesn't do that anymore after And also that meeting, one of the points of discussion was that when you have a guest in the house that you don't kill, like, please show them out. (laughs) That was his big gripe. And then we kind of introduce the whole plot line of how Nandor wants to become a, a U.S. citizen, which is very sweet and also just like such a hilarious concept. We saw some beautiful citizenship documents. Oh, yeah. Shout out our, our bestie. Girl, Michaela yeah. From our wonderful Queen. conversation with Michaela Barnes. When Nandor first introduces the name of his country, he says, Al Nadar, and then not just says says bless you and then looks right at the camera (laughs) she's so aware of the jokes that she's made which uh is on many levels i found very funny she gives such a cocky smirk yes it's very good yeah and apparently nandor was driven out for pillaging and torturing which like fair reasons fair honestly i also love that the bags of soil come come around again because i i did did not know this was like a common part of vampire lore yeah so i'm a little bit unclear on this myself because it's certainly in dracula um, that's like a whole thing in Dracula where he has these crates of like earth that he gets shipped in. But I'm unclear if that's in other vampire legends. Like, is that in other stories? I don't really know. Is that something Bram Stoker made up? Who knows? Never heard of it. It's an Twilight. The definitive source of vampire, vampire. Right. Why do they need to sleep? I don't understand why a vampire needs to tired. sleep. Recharge energy. They're, but they're not walkers. alive. They're not quite dead. But I they, just don't understand. They need understand. to breathe and stuff too. Do they? Do they? I think so. I don't feel like they do need to breathe. This is a great question. I actually, this this episode truly brought up a lot of questions about just like lore for me. Yeah. Uh, because I... They all get a special power? Yeah, that's another oh, thing. that's super weird. Yeah. They all get a special power, but it's not revealed what like Nandor's or Laszlo's is. Oh like, God, that's well, such a good point. No, no, no. no okay. Laszlo's Nandor's- is fucking... But that's not a special power. Yeah, that's just it's like just, a character just, quirk. No, but like, no, it's a no, special isn't, power. Isn't Lasso like he's really good at doing the bat thing? Lasso's not good at doing the bat thing, though, because no, he, oh, he has to say bat. Oh, yeah. Wait, okay, okay. Nandor's, though, is definitely got to be like transfiguration because he can like change into a dog and stuff, which I don't think any of the other ones can. But he also flies as a human and he goes into smoke. Oh, that's a good dude. Nandor's true. super powerful. He's Nandor yoked. is super powerful. Yeah, he's a lot older than the others. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because he, he got kicked out in 1401, by the way. Or no, El Conadar dissolved in 1401. So he got kicked he was, out earlier. He was too Was that a real country? I, I did not look that up. He no? was, sorry, okay. he was born in 1262, which uh, I did a lot of research on 1262, and I swear to God, nothing interesting happened in 1262. So I, I did no the facts. same thing, Claire. Nothing happened. I I, I <laughs> would see if somebody was like born or something like that that they could be like referencing to. Yes, exactly. Or like also for fourteen oh one, if there was like some kind of empire that was like dissolved or there's, something like that. Closest thing I could find is there's yeah. like a siege on Baghdad, and there's also a siege in Damascus. Oh, but not okay. A lot of not sieging. Iran. So yeah. Okay. Well, I did, think alike though, Rich. I did a lot of research on the year nineteen ninety two. Which, as oh. we learned from Nandor, is fundamental to his story, which is when he yes. first tried to apply for citizenship to the United States because he liked the Olympic basketball team. The dream team? Well, the dream team. <laughs> That's cute. Which is something that is never mentioned before and never mentioned afterwards. And he has that whole room. Oh, Richie has a contention to that. I was going to say, never mentioned afterwards. 
I believe in the latest episode, season that we've watched when creating his man cave, I do believe there's a Team USA jersey maybe hanging up somewhere. I do remember. Oh, did they throw I that back in? I remember reference to basketball at least. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, this does make sense because, like, Nando well, is a tall guy. He'd probably be pretty good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he can fly, too, so it makes it easier. Yeah, true. Um, I, my, my research on 1992 was depressing. It was not a good year in, oh, no. the, in the world. Uh, but what did happen was that the Gary Oldman Dracula movie was released in 1992. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you know what did not happen in 1992? The, the Dream Team. The Macarena. Which oh. is what he said he gets distracted with. The Macarena came out in 1993, and it didn't catch on for a few years. I did a lot of research into this to try and verify it, and it is true. Interesting. So I think he saw Dracula in theaters a hundred times, and that's why he stopped applying for citizenship. That's my head canon. That movie have Have any of us seen that movie? Because I really want to watch it, but I haven't seen it. I have not. It's interesting. I saw a clip of it in class one time and it was like absolutely the most insane sexual thing that I've ever seen on screen. In class. Carried yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex, sex, sex fiend? Yeah. Literally the only thing I remember about it is thinking like down to the lighting of the film it is horny. Uh, can I talk about my, my, my personally relatable moment? Yes. What was your personally relatable moment? Okay. So Jenna and Nadja are at a party and Nadja is trying to show Jenna how to drain people, how to drink blood, because that's the only way she's going to get to be a vampire, a full vampire. And um, Jenna says, because she feels bad about it, she says, is there any way I could just drink their blood and not kill them? And in that moment, <laughs> I got a flashback to a younger huh? me who every summer I would go to Ocean City, Maryland, the worst beach in the world. And mm, study on. my parents would get crabs and we would eat crabs, but they were the whole crabs. And I would feel so bad about cracking open their little bodies that I refused to do it. And so I would just have my parents pick out the crab meat for me and I would eat my little morsels of crab meat without looking at their dead bodies and the eyes that are looking at me as I'm stripping their corpses. And that makes it better? Kind of. You still, <laughs> it's the really crabs delicious still if you do it some butter. <laughs> Sad. Crabs are good, but yes. Anyway, the moral implications... As a lifetime Marylander, that offends me, Claire. Yeah, I'm sorry. So we just had imitation crap. You can't crack a Jimmy open on a summer evening. What are you doing? Cracking open a cold one with the boys. I just don't like the way their eyes look at me. You know what I mean? Nadia does an impression of straight men, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> she did. She, like, grabs her, or like... She said, I am just area. stupid human my man. Balls. Ouch, ouch, my balls. Yes. <laughs> Very good. I died. Uh, yeah, and we find out that Nadja's power is that she's an excellent crawler, which, like, I, I mean, again, the power it thing does is confusing. track. No, but, but it tracks. They, we've seen her can, crawl so many times. But they can all crawl, though. Like, we've seen them all do it. So I'm confused but at how she's, she's better at it. at it. Yeah. But, like, is she? I, I agree. I agree with you, Claire, because she's like, my special ability is that I'm good at crawling. Here, Jenna, you do it, too. It's really easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she does it, but she's just a bad yeah. vampire, so she can't really do it well yet. Whereas, like, Nadja can't be, like, yeah. like Jenna's power is invisibility, but you can't be, like, half good at invisibility. You're either invisible or you're not. You know what I mean? It's just, like, yeah. the skill for, like, these powers is confusing. I argue you can be half good. That's, I mean... At invisibility. I guess you could. You could be, like, partially visible. Translucent. I guess you could. I haven't seen it yet, though. I think Jenna's power is more than just the invisibility. I think it's probably just her going unnoticed. 
right? Because even Laszlo can't notice her when she's standing in the room, and these people keep bumping That's into true. her. It's going to be this like large meta joke at the end of the series. She's just going to come back, and it's going to be like she's been there the whole time. She's been she living knows. in the house. Like they're going to bring it all full circle. Like, like a funny joke. Like, did you did you notice the moonwalking bear? What? You know, what did you say? What did you say? I actually didn't hear you. <laughs> you know that thing? Like, did you notice the moonwalking bear? Oh, like the yeah, okay. Yeah. The like those dumb attentional videos they yeah. show you in like Psych One Hundred One that they're yeah. like, isn't that interesting? And you're like, not those really. are the best things ever. They're oh. not, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, there's a lot of homoerotic tension between Naja and Jenna in this episode. I thought that's out. what you were gonna make your personal anecdote about. God, I wish I had a personal anecdote for that. Me and Julia Anderson. <laughs> Me and who? <laughs> Good show. <laughs> she wants to know about sex. I'll teach her about sex. Yeah. It's Claire and, Claire and any tweet Julian Anderson posts. <laughs> I, I reply, homina, homina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, guys. Um. Anyway, because Nadja literally turns to Jenna and goes, seduce me. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I guess. I'd watch that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Says the gay man. Well, next up we have my my next note is George Washington, gay icon, and I really wish I remember what it was in reference to. Oh, okay, I know, because Guillermo is quizzing Nandor on like American facts, and he goes, "Who is George Washington?" And Nandor goes, "America's first gay president." And Guillermo goes, "No, I don't think." And Nandor goes, "Yes," like implying that he had a sexual relationship <laughs> with George Washington. Yeah. In my notes, I read out George Washington was contemporary. <laughs> Call back. Uh, I mean, my boy put on makeup and a wig, so. Yeah. Really? More contemporary I than I. I honestly tried to Google this. It seems like everybody was just like a little bit homosexual back then, but like nothing specific for George Washington that I found. Not as uh, much as Abraham Lincoln. You know what I mean? Wait, what? He liked to share huh? beds with men. Uh, there is some sort of vague allusions to him being gay. There's you like know. this whole the There's man like who sired thing. several children. I also, can I talk about my favorite line in this uh, episode, which is where Nantor asks, which one is better, alt-right or Antifa? I'm trying to decide <laughs> which team to join. <laughs> that one was like in the background. I w- that was the yeah. funniest it was so line. Funny. Yeah. yeah, I think it was mentioned when like Guillermo's like, having like a self-realization moment that like Jenna just became a vampire. You like, you just hear that from the background. Also, for Nandor, definitely alt-right. He would Nandor would definitely be all right before he joins Antifa. Yes. He would thrive on 4chan. Yeah. Nandor probably is Q. Colin Robinson is Q. Is Q. Colin Robinson has to go on like 4chan or something. He would eat up. Yeah. He does, doesn't he, later when he meets the troll? He or just goes on like Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Oh, 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 but still, okay. I mean, that's that's fertile ground for an energy vampire. Yeah. I could, 4chan, Twitter. I could have seen days. young Colin Robinson getting into it. Oh, so true. Like that kid in Knives Out. Yeah. <laughs> he is literally a Nazi. <laughs> um, also, we get a look at Guillermo's room in this episode, and I had just had a couple things that I found very profoundly sad, one of which is that he has all these hash marks on the wall, which I assume are days since he's been working there, and it's yeah. like the entire wall. Well, it's been 10, 10 years, 11 years, something, right? Yeah. So how and old then... is Guillermo in the show, then? It's like 30? No, he's in his 30s. He's like 29. I pegged him as like 25, to be honest. I think I think he's like 29, 30. Interesting. So he's been working for these vampires like his entire adult life. Yeah, pretty much, I think. So we catch them like late. In media res, if you will. Yeah, I mean, he probably became like a, uh, what's it called? 
whatever his title is. What 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 is he called? <laughs> Straight on. I don't on, know yeah. what you're talking about. Familiar. Familiar. I don't know what it's yes. called. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's probably. It's like what is he, he was he probably about? like a familiar to high school, given his like devotion to being a, like a vampire from such a young age. So I wouldn't be surprised if this like probably is like late twenties, early thirties in the show, because that's kind of like what he is in real life too. Another piece of vampire lore that was questionable is when Jenna says like, "Oh, if I turn into a bat, where do my clothes go?" And everybody is just like, <laughs> "They just huh. don't address I it." I love yeah, that comment. Like, we don't know. And then, so and then kind of like look to each other. They're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. never thought about that. Not yeah. just like just just keep him on. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised Nadja had to keep him on. I feel like Nadja and Laszlo would have been like, "Take him off." You are yeah. stoking Claire's flames right now. Stop. Uh, Anyway. I'm truly realizing how, how good this episode was because we also find out that government workers can not be hypnotized. Yes, a lot of lore. Which is another big part of the So Matt, lore. I guess you can't be hypnotized, bud. Yeah, no, that's lost. true. You've You're lost immune. your soul. Big government has it now. <laughs> also, Nadja brainwashes some man into respecting women, and I was like honestly genuinely obsessed with that. The way she did it was so funny. The way she Wait, was just like, we're, we're, I'm we're... a bad girl. <laughs> 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 Uh, stick his head in a toilet. He doesn't really like respect women. He's just like completely subservient to Nadja. Yes, but he said yeah. she says like you'll respect women much more from this point onward. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I see, I see, I see. I thought it was funny that before they entered like the party, Nadja called it a house carnival. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a lot of. There's a lot of good lines. Yeah, I, I perhaps a callback. Okay. Also, uh, I have a, a thing that I was deeply confused about, and I don't know if you guys were confused until the very end of the episode. So at the party, there is a ska band for yeah. no reason. I was like, why the fuck is there a ska band until at the very end of the episode, I remember that they play a song called Vampire Ska. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly that's the only reason that they had a ska band, and I just really appreciated the commitment to the bit because the payoff was really good. That was going to be my, my end of episode fact, but you thank know. you. Oh, I did sorry, not I know what a ska it. band yeah. is. The genre I felt, music. I only know it because of the YouTuber Tom Ska. Yeah, I, I like noticed it, but I only thought it was like, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty like douchey, like white frack, I think, to have like a ska band. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Can so many ska Can someone fans? describe yeah. ska to me? I don't know if I can, honestly. Uh, uh, it's like jazz, it's but just, not. It's kind of the way like, when you hear it, like pornography. It's like Jamaican. Like, uh, oh? I know that. Oh, what is it, Rich? Skama. It's a musical genre that originated in Jamaica in the late 1950s and was the precursor to rock city and reggae. It combined elements of Caribbean mento oh. and calypso with American jazz, rhythm, and blues. Oh, it's jazz. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, you just said jazz. Good job. Does that describe yeah. it for you enough, Carson? Uh, truly, it doesn't. It's a lot of, there's but, usually a saxophone and a guy in a fedora. That uh, that guy Nadja hypnotizes looks like someone that Carson would have a crush on. <laughs> Just very generic. I was <laughs> truly watching this episode, and I was like, "Wow, he is good looking." Like, oh my god, he's attractive. Okay, case in he's point. Can we get to the part where Nandor is talking to the bureaucrat? Because there's a series of exchanges that I honestly was on the floor. Go for they it. They were so funny. So he, <laughs> so the guy says. Can you explain the right to bear arms? And Nandor says, if it's a nice day, you should have the right to bear your arms. <laughs> Thank you, Nandor. And the guy, I really, truly think that's what the founding fathers meant. That's what they meant? Got it. Sons My interpretation. Out. And then <laughs> the, the bureaucrat asks, uh, we elect a president for how many years? And Nandor says, a thousand years. 
And then the one that really got me was, he said, like, could you name the first three words of the Constitution? And Andrew goes, hey, you guys. <laughs> and I, was, I died. It was so funny. Truly not that far off, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, another one was like. So true. Uh, another one was like, uh, what does the Constitution do for the people? And he goes, it depresses them. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's I was going to say base door. Base door. Nandor spitting facts. It looks like Nandor decided to join Antifa. Oh, also Nandor can't say God. Yeah, I got I got a note. Haha, ha, Nandor can't say Based. God. Do they make you say that for citizenship? That's kind of crazy. They, no. they do, yeah. No, they... Do, do they not? What? You don't have to. to make you say it. Yeah. I was going to say. Interesting. Protected by the Constitution. This very Fun thing facts. that oppresses you. Hey, you guys. Do you yeah. have to put... Do, wait, do you... Wait, so do you have to swear on like a Bible when you testify in court? Like that's also insane, illegal. Right? No. You can swear on anything. You're telling me movies are If you're sworn into real? Congress, you can swear on like Captain America shield. People do it. You're telling me movies aren't real. Who is the guy who swore in on like a Batman comic this year? Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> you just do whatever. Yeah. Guys, wait, can we go around? If you were to swear in on anything, what would you swear in on? Oh, man. Any, any object or book. Oh, Shit. I would do the Wendy's $5 baggy bag. <laughs> Probably like some kebab, something like that. Like some like like shaved like meat from like one of those like rotating stands, like some kebab with like... That was really like, specific. Da- like some daughter kebab, like German kebab. That sounds good. Yeah. The the shaved meat or would it just be like the full So it would be a little bit of a mix between beef and chicken. And then there'd also be like a little bit of like a salad, maybe some like lettuce, a little bit of like onions and stuff like that. <laughs> and then maybe some fries with like a yogurt sauce. I'm just, I'm just saying like, like meals I've had before with just God. nice love. Rich, you like really went into so your own good. little world when you were describing that meal. Like you just kind of got this far away look in your eyes and just started rambling. Our Airbnb it up. was dangerously close to a daughter kebab shop. <laughs> Claire, I think what that was is Richie was saying that not just for himself, but also for me. Mm. I feel like Richie just likes to describe food. Turn I want to an like, episode. I did. Yeah, I kind of lived that. I was in the acid reflux thinking about Carson's $5 bag or whatever from Wendy's. Uh, I think mean, Richie brought it, is it back. a biggie bag. It comes with a sandwich, a fry, and a nugget, plus a drink for five bucks. Chicken, chicken. That has to be fiddled with beyond belief. I, I can't. It is incredible. Mal, what's your object? What a deal. What's what a savings? I, what would I swear in on? Yes. America's Test Kitchen Complete Series Cookbook so 1999 true. to 2022. Wow. That is a great answer. It's a good pick. Just so I can watch the person holding it struggle under the weight. Of all the knowledge. Just so America Claire? knows that I'm one of them. What would you swear in on, Claire? Gosh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I guess I'd have to swear in on my... Oh, I would swear in on an original print edition of the book <sighs> Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Are you, you just saying that... an original that... print edition? No, but or if I did... you would have to procure it? I would I... procure one. Ideally, side by both. I think you're saying that just so somebody somewhere has to procure that for you. Yeah, th- that's correct. Yep. Yeah. Right. If I ever become a congresswoman. Send that to me, and I will love you forever. We don't have a P.O. box, but I'll set one up. If you have an original print, some good omens. Signed by Claire, both uh, Terry Pratchett, Jan Oh, it has and to be signed. 
You don't no want it if it's not signed. Signed by both. And Terry Pratchett's dead, so that's a, you know, tough. Tall order. Yeah. So I couldn't do it on a kebab. I would do it on... <laughs> this, this is uh, Aaron Judge's baseball savant page for the 2022 season. Gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous page. I, it's like, I, I'm that. not going to I probably go on that twice a day. I, I wanted to give a little shout out because uh, after Nandor comes out of the citizenship office, there is a New York Times newsstand in the back. Can I can I continue my uh, dissection, I suppose, of the vampire lore that we're getting yes, in this sir. episode? Please do. This is going to be my new thing. It's just what have we learned incidentally in Dude, these episodes about vampire lore? Watch. Lore, lore, <laughs> lore, <laughs> lore watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. Um, <laughs> anyway continuing my dissection of the vampire lore that we learn uh nandor can't say god and also they are affected by crosses as we see from jenna and we later see it one uh, later we saw that last episode too yeah we see it a couple when times guillermo like scares the vampire back into the stake exactly and then later this season, I think it's the next episode, maybe, or maybe the final episode where Nandor goes to his descendant's funeral. They like burn in the church. Oh, yeah. Which to me says that there is some power behind our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christo, right? Like, does that imply in, in their universe that God exists? Or is it the collective thought that God exists that gives it power? Okay, Discuss. this is. This is leading into something that I was thinking earlier because I was like, about the mirror thing, right? So the typical vampire mythos comes from the fact that they can't be seen in silver because, you know, like mirrors are silver. Mirrors mm-hmm. aren't silver anymore, but they still can't be seen in mirrors. They now that implies that that's more of like a like cultural tradition or something that the vampires have internalized as opposed to an external factor. So I would argue that maybe the God thing is like, just because of so many traditions of vampires, like when you become a vampire, you just kind of get indoctrinated into this like thinking or something. Mm. Well, no, but I, I would. How did Jenna do it? Like Jenna doesn't know she's a vampire, but all of a sudden she's like being blasted Does. back by this spaceship. Oh, no, she no, she doesn't really know until. Oh, that's right. Nadia has a conversation with her in, in the episode. She was maybe like, it's some you sort look of like, like a sad little donkey, like epigenetic, like cultural knowledge <laughs> being passed between. The Lamarck and his epid- like the, the Yeah, the exactly. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like if one of your ancestors was like scared of spiders, you have like a greater chance of it. Yeah. It's like Wait, is that exactly. true? <laughs> yeah, and mice. But anyway, that was the that was the point I was trying to make is where does the power of these things come from? Also, does it work for other religions or is it just Christianity? Because that seems a little bit prejudiced. Another good question. Dang. That's a good question. Because I think Largely historically, it was Christianity persecuting vampires, you know, because the color of their skin. And like, is that just, does that give it its power? Or if, you know, if say someone was like praying, do they pray to Buddha? That's not right. No. Meditating. If somebody was a Buddhist and they were thinking about the Buddha, would that also affect the vampire? (laughs) That's a good question. If you're a Scientologist and you're thinking about Ron Hubbard, like, would the vampire go away? Yeah. I don't know. If you're Tom Cruise and you're a fire thetan level 10 or whatever, can you uh, well, will the, the, the vampire Oh, well, the problem there away? is that he is a vampire, so I don't know how that would work, but... 
Uh, can we talk about Guillermo's? Oh yes. Talk back to Nandor. Yes. And their little moment they have together in the parking lot. Carson has thoughts. I have so many thoughts on this because I feel like okay. this is the first time he really like stands up to Nandor. Like this, yes. this shows a lot of what's going to be happening in the future. Sorry, who has the ocean behind them in their back? Carson. <laughs> My laptop. This is excited. <laughs> what is going the fan on? Has, Spun up. We are by the seaside. Gainesville <laughs> by the sea. Carson, your your birthday is in like April, right? My birthday is in April. All right. Can I get you a new laptop for your birthday <laughs> and call it, you know, like like go on Amazon now and get one. Listeners, if you want to get a new laptop for Carson, send us a box. Yeah, we're we're not soliciting funds. Say, so get Carson a new computer. Let me be clear. That puts us into a legally precarious situation. Yeah. Which you would do illegally. <laughs> legally poor situation. <laughs> I don't know. Me and Richie have nothing to do with this. I don't make the money from Redbubble little stickers. No. Well, I mean, neither do we, so. Carson, what were your thoughts on the Guillermo-Nandor interaction at the uh, end of this episode? I feel like this is the first time like Guillermo really sticks up for himself. Like against Nandor. Like, he, he really, he, like, puts him in his place, because, like, I don't know. Nandor is, like, down and being kind of a little bitch about it. And then, like... <laughs> little bitch move. Sorry. Being a whiny little, little baby. No, little bitch move. Yeah, um, little bitch move. Uh, and then, Gear was like, well, shut the hell up. You're a vampire. Like, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good... Uh, close to Guillermo's arc this episode which is just like a mini arc of his entire existence in the show because he sees Jenna gets really upset and then just like boils the entire episode until he tops off and like curses at Nandor which would usually get him killed uh, so I think it, it shows growth in Guillermo in a way that uh, you're right Carson we haven't seen before it's well also... that he immediately goes back to subservient yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was gonna say it's like it, okay it's like tough though like the there's like so many mixed emotions because he basically says he says will you stop fucking complaining and like yells at nandor but then when nandor kind of gets his mojo back like he does a little cute smile looking at him standing on top of the car because like it's kind of sweet i also think uh harvey guillen really delivered that line really well where he's oh. like Can you stop fucking complaining because i feel like an actor could read that and think of it as like an angry thing and they'd like yell it. And maybe this is in the direction as well. But he was just exasperated. He was just over it. He's like, God, can you stop fucking complaining? And I think that was a much better take than just being angry. Yeah. It's like all those pent up emotions like came out in that one line. It was very mm -hmm. good. Richie, any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was good to see Guillermo stand up to Nandor like you guys said and kind of just like kind of take things for his own sake. Um, uh, he also delivered like a pretty badass line. I don't have it like verbatim, but it was essentially like, you're a vampire. Like you belong to like no state in like, in, like a cool way though. Like no state can like yeah, govern yeah. you. So I just thought it was cool. <laughs> cool line. It, it does make it funny to think that like Nandor is so disappointed by this like bureaucratic thing that really will have absolutely no impact on his life whatsoever. Like, if anything, yeah. it's probably just make it worse. Can you imagine them voting? Yeah, I I want an episode on that. Yeah, because at some point they would, at some point they would note that like he's been voting for you know two hundred years or whatever. 
I mean, it doesn't mean the American democracy survives that long, but like, you know. I feel like they're not going to touch the voting thing just because voter fraud is like way too <laughs> topical. It'd be really, it'd yeah. be really funny if like all this time was so like conservatives would be like, "Do you see this? It's just someone here who was voting was 160 years old, and these all turn out to be like vampires." <laughs> 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 who the hell is this Mandor voting in Staten Island? Twelve sixty two. Also, they 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 do make a pretty topical joke because. Uh, Nandor talks about how he needs to be a citizen to buy a gun, and Guillermo's like, "Oh no, like you don't need that. Like you can just you can walk in. I'll just give you one." Yeah, yeah. Based on Conradar, you even uh, needed a uh, background check to have a sword, I believe. Yeah, pretty. Which based. is surprising, and then based, which is surprising based off how like loosely it seems Nandor ruled that place. <laughs> Though he yeah. did got kicked out, he got kicked out for pillaging. So maybe I don't know. He's doing that illegally, perhaps. He did not rule with an iron fist. Uh, then we have like a Naja Jenna moment where Jenna thinks that the helmets that they're wearing will prevent them from being burned by the sun and they subsequently get burned by the sun. Good blade reference though. Yeah, pretty good. I was thinking about that one as well in terms of the lore. Because if it were true, what is the mechanism there? Then it's just like you see yourself getting burned by sun, so you get burned by sun. Stupid. I'm glad they got burned. Sorry, what are you saying? If it worked, why would it work? What are you saying? Preventing the, the sun helmets? from yeah, touching so, them? Yeah. It's preventing the sun from touching them. No, yeah, stop that. You have That's actually a good point, what? though, Carson, because, like, We're if you think about it, like, what's... A house yeah, does the same thing. exactly. Why are they safe inside with the rain cover provide, like, a house rather than, like, their clothing? Like, if light doesn't go through something, the light shouldn't the go through physical it. sunlight It's that like how Marceline has skin. that big sun hat in Adventure Time. It is, if like, it is clear. hot I don't and know sunny that, outside, but... and you put sunscreen on your face... Are your arms going to burn? Well, what if I like put on a yes. long sleeve shirt? Boom! Like, no. But they had exposed skin. Did they? I thought the point was that they did, yeah. except for no. the, their heads. Yeah. I thought it was a cool shot, though. Like, I I thought that could be a cool, like a cool like <laughs> album cover. Is like the sky was kind of nice, and they're just on like the roof of like. <laughs> Like these like big helmets. It was it was pretty hard. hard. Like wearing like Nadia was wearing like a gothic kind of like dress, like with the helmet on the roof. It's kind of move over Nirvana. Uh, wasn't there like a Frank Ocean? No album? more. That's exactly penises. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, what's this called? It's like an LP or something. It's not like an album. For your yeah, album. it's like something Drive, like where I grew up. Yeah. That's definitely what I was thinking of because I was thinking that would be a good good cover. That's good ska music. Yeah, Frank Ocean, notable ska artist. Uh, why did I think that Jenna like disappeared at the end of this episode? Well, she disappears into the sunset. She just like goes inside with with Nadja. I thought I didn't I, they showed them going inside. They just kind of like cut away. Yeah, they like fly into the attic. But I thought she disappeared oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like fully disappeared this episode. But I was completely wrong. So does she? I don't know. You were talking about like she doesn't come back. But she, she doesn't come back after this. We don't know anything. I, thought I don't she, like, think she comes back this season. I think it's just a scheduling thing. I think it's just a, a like a meta like well, being. Yeah, we know that, but with diegetically, Carson. Okay. Yeah, in the universe of the show. Well, I don't think they planned to write the picture. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think she just happened to leave, and it was like, oh, no okay, imagination. I, guess I was going to say like book smart came calling. This would be a good short <laughs> one this week, guys. So some some good lines here. 
living like a little chin- chimney boy. I liked that. <laughs> what was that? What was that apropos of? Somebody was living like a little what? chimney boy. I think it was Jenna was living like a little chimney boy. And I think that's what Nadja said to her. <laughs> that's what I aspired to I, I liked when Laszlo saw Jenna in like the room. I forget what she was doing. Maybe she was on the floor or hit or like knocked him over by accident or something like that. Or she, I think she fell from the ceiling after trying to crawl. But uh, Laszlo just goes, she should be in a bloody cage. And then... And then Jenna, like, <laughs> yeah. walks off, like, all sad, and Nadia's like, you ruined her self-confidence. And just goes, damn. <laughs> like, he was, like, actually affected <laughs> by that. Like, he didn't mean to do that. He felt remorse at that time. I thought that was funny. Any, any other bonus notes? Oh, I was going to say there's the IMDb reviews. Yes. Uh, Dude, what does cool. Hitchcock have to say? Sorry. It's the young dream team. Yeah. Well, it's been a long week. But- I'm trying to wrap it up. Don't worry, Claire. No, no, no. You're good. Don't worry. I'm sorry. No, it's, um, it's my fault. Uh, so uh, Sally Williams gave this a 10 out of 10. Uh, uh, Bob Cobb, 301, gave this a 7 out of 10. Bob on my cob. Like corn on the cob. House Beast. Don't say it. Don't Back say at it, it again, Boom. Rich. House do you Beast. Want to, do you want... House Beast. Guess what he gave it. I know what he, Three I know what he gave it. I'm looking at it right now, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Carson, what do you think he? What do you think our mortal enemy House Beast <laughs> gave this episode? Two out of ten. No, I actually gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. But it's a derisive review. What? It is. It is titled all lowercase, just very common. It's the headline of his review. <laughs> very common. <laughs> Such a dick. Very um, common. Yeah. It said this is House Beast. Okay, not our Lord and Savior Hitchcock. Uh, House Beast said. Uh, just another episode of this show, nothing remarkable, and there is little humor. And also is full you. of parody of America's regulations and stuff. Very creative, by the way. Oh, so he's a Republican. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, if anyone has seen the movie The Nice Guys, there's a very funny scene in it where Ryan Gosling's daughter says, Dad, there's whores here and stuff. And he says, Honey, don't say and stuff. Just say, Dad, there's whores here. And that's what I want to show to House Beasts. Do I do I hear something sad um, about that review as well? Right yes. on my birthday. It feels like a personal attack, no. was it? Oh my How god. Did he know? The birthday of the sound in my calendar, Rich. You know what's crazy? One out of thirty two found this helpful. <laughs> Good. Everybody everybody just said fuck <laughs> this guy. Someone wrote a three point five percent helpful rate. <laughs> You oh know my what? god, that's actually really low. That is truly terrible. What does you Hitchcock know, have? Hitchcock, absolutely devastating, but I think this is because he wrote this in August of last year. Zero out of zero found this helpful, but I think that's just a traffic to the website thing. Yeah. What did he write, though? Hitch Sauce, as we're calling him. Hitch Sauce, yes, thank Hitch you. Hitch Sauce, nine out of ten. He okay. calls it the dream team. Good reference. Yes. Which, I didn't think about it. There are five. That's good. Uh, this good. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Hit sauce said, "Nandor is quite wonderful in this one. Oh. First of all, there is sadness in him, knowing that the country he ruled has not existed for four hundred years." <laughs> is that so funny? <laughs> First of all, there is sadness in him. That actually really hit me hard in the chest. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's so funny. That's such it's really deep. Um, he has pled. Oh, he had pledged his allegiance to the first Olympic basketball team made up of pros, the greatest single team the world has known. 
Finally, he decided that he must be grounded by becoming a United States citizen. He is asked questions by the immigration officer and, of course, makes everything up. He tries to manipulate the guy, but realizes this man has no soul, so he can't be hypnotized. <laughs> but Guillermo saves the day, dot dot dot, again. Aww. In the other plot, Nadja need to get Jenna to suck the blood of her first human. <laughs> this is necessary for her to be full-fledged. <laughs> she is so timid, however, it takes forever to get her to act. Which kind of feels like he paid attention to like half the episode. I just liked there is sadness. There's in something <laughs> so <laughs> distinct about the way that Hitchcock writes that his verbiage so is you like give yeah. me like a hundred like things like the written by random people and one of them was written by Hitchcock, but they're all pretty much exactly the same. I would know <laughs> which one was written by Hitchcock. There's something so like distinct and unique about it. Maybe it's like translated. Do you think Can we do but, a quiz? Do you think they feed uh, they feed IMDb reviews to Chat GPT? Do you think I could ask for like give me they a review? Probably yeah. do. Like they're open, yeah, right. They're like open access text. I mean, do you think can it we do could a be quiz like, next time where three are, are made of Chat GPT and one is real Hitchcock? Yeah, I'll make one. Okay, I don't want to be a spot like that. <laughs> no, I just think it'd be funny. Um, one of the other uh, reviews. This is the one from Bob Cobb. Uh, said hardly any Laszlo in this episode, which is definitely disappointing. Mm. Uh, which is super Big true. Laszlo I must fan. agree with it. Yeah, not enough Colin Robinson either. My favorite character. Yeah, never enough Colin Robinson. Yeah, long time so first true. time Colin Robinson is my favorite. Yeah. So something I, I, I want to point out from the reviews, just because we were talking about mm. the however many out of however many find this helpful that kind of metric seems like incredibly easy to get a review that is linked as helpful. By the way. Like the first one by Sally Williams, twelve out of twelve, right? The Bob Cop, three to five, like sixty percent. That's very respectable. Do you know how bad you have to be to get one out of thirty-two? You're <laughs> still on this, dude. Okay. You know what's funny is I I bet what it is is that people are like seeing him, like it's fans of the show, right? That are coming and they're not reviewing it, but I bet they like recognize House Beast as well. They're like this fucking guy again. He reviewed Notorious this thing. Enemy. Ratioed. And then, like, one person comes on, and they're like, oh, like, I don't know, this is a fine, you know, fine review. Like, I'm not hip to the House Beast dilemma. House Beast slander. Yeah. The one out of 32, the founders review, helpful was definitely a burner account, by the way. House Beast seems like the kind of person <laughs> to do that. <laughs> it was House Beast himself. Yeah. It was apartment beast. That was apartment beast. beast. <laughs> Basement Beast. Shop. <laughs> All right, let, let's wrap it up. Anyone else? We gotta Carson's do ratings. Carson's not paying attention. Ah, oh, fuck. We have to do ratings. Gluten-free rating. They Wait, might hold up. Been... Was this season one, episode eight? Or was this season one, yeah. episode nine? Eight. Eight. Oh, darn. Chat GPT got it wrong. It's, oh, he's Jesus, it's still typing. I thought it was the okay. orgy. Yep. I, I want to do my, I want to do my gluten-free rating. They might have been drinking beer at the party, so I give the gluten-free rating uh, two out of Seven notes played on the saxophone by the ska band. I give the gay rating of five out of five dollars spent on a biggie bag. Okay. I'm doing a Richie rating. Five out of the seven times that Frat Jock Bro flushed his head in the toilet for nausea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my gay rating, I think uh, 
it, it, it wasn't a homoerotic episode, but it had some undertones to it and some overtones with Nadja and Jenna. So I think I'm going to give it like 200 out of 300 milliliters of a Nalgene filled with blood. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay, well, uh, thank you so much for listening to the pod. You can follow us on... So- yes, Reggie? Just going to say merch. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I wrote it down to remember. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at scramblies underscore pod. You can email us and you'll get a shout out if you do. Brainscramblyspod at gmail.com. We also have merch. We have some stickers with a logo that I designed. We also have shower curtains if you want that. We got a lot of merch. It's on the Redbubble linked in the show notes. And have a great time. Yeah. See, see you in another month. <laughs> see you in another month. Hopefully more regular. I don't no, know. We'll, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Yeah, or I think it was only like forty days or something under a tree. Forty days, and then he went. Yeah, he went to Nirvana or whatever. Oh, that's so interesting. Again, cut this out. I'm being very disrespectful. He went to Seattle. Well, Carson's being way more more disrespectful. Don't worry. (laughs) Carson's going. You're just talking about Buddhism. Carson goes. That's so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Carson made a muppet of himself to diss the Buddha. I don't want to get canceled.